Welcome to this week's Recappers presented by Sports Pub. I'm Adam. This is James Gelman, better, what known, up? better known as KJ. Uh, the purpose of the show, let me, guys, let me tell you guys about it. Uh, we're going to talk betting. We're going to talk golf. We're going to talk the highlights from this week's round, which in this case was the AP Invitational down in Orlando. Bryson, big muscles, showed up this week, plus 1,300 to win it. Came away with the uh, trophy. James, what were your thoughts? You know, I'm not generally a big Bryson fan, but I was pretty impressed. I, I, I It was somebody that I didn't really think was going to win the tournament. I looked at a bunch of other guys. I know, Adam, you and I talked about earlier in the week. You, you mentioned Bryson. I was fading him all week. I was wrong on that one. Um, but, yeah, incredible performance by him. He hit some shots that you probably – haven't seen really on the PGA Tour ever. Inclu- obviously the one on six hole, which we'll get to later. But um, he hit some shots out of the rough that it was just unbelievable. I, some of them he had a wedge in his hands, but still, it, it was the difference maker. He putted well, and ultimately he made that putt at the end to win when Lee Westwood had put some pressure on him. So gutty performance by Bryson. You could tell it meant a lot to him um, with you know, everything he said about Arnold Palmer and what that means to him. Some of it seems a little weird and fake to me at times, but yeah. I thought it was pretty cool, and I'm happy for him. Yeah, I had him in all three of my DraftKings lineups this weekend, and uh, that worked out That worked out pretty well for me, I'm not going to lie. Uh, you mentioned the sixth hole. Probably one of the biggest celebrations we've seen out of Bryson in his career. Uh, for me, who's not even a huge Bryson fan, that was fun to watch. What were your thoughts? <laughs> we talked about it on Thursday. We were in the office and we were like, and you kept saying, do you think Bryson's going to go for the green? And I was like, that's stupid. No way. He's never going to do it. Why would you try that in a tournament round? You know, I think they, it was, maybe it was on Wednesday. He brought his, uh, his, uh, his flight scope out there. We're not sponsored by them, but we'd love that if they would sponsor us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he brings it out there. He tries to launch a couple and they come up woefully short, but, it was into the wind, so I don't know. He got the data he needed. He made an informed decision, I'm sure, for Saturday. Caught it downwind, which is what he needed. Um, I don't think he would have got to the green. I, I think he the line that he took was good. I don't think he would have cleared it. I um, think he would have gone long. I don't, I, I don't think he could have got to sit on the green, and that coming back towards the water, I wonder if that's why he bailed out to the right. I don't think he bailed out. I think that's the line he took. I think he yeah. did that on purpose. I mean, not... I mean, that's the line he took on purpose. If you pull he, it, yeah. you might go a little bit longer. You might catch the green if you push it a little bit, which I've heard also if you pushed it, it might actually make it a little bit longer just on the area that he was going at. But that was awesome. I'll tell you what, that was to me the highlight of the week because you know no there's, there's been a lot going on about the discussion of distance. Um, are we going to – are we going to – you know, have issues with this is, you know, are we going to have to roll back technology and whatnot? And, um, I thought it was pretty good. I think it brings more eyeballs to the TV, which is good for the sports. Good for us as a business that is involved in talking about the sport. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then he went for it again on Sunday, um, while leading the tournament, while leading the tournament and it paid off for him. Uh, Rory, it did not pay off for him. (laughs) He hit two in the water. Um, and then eagled on his third ball, so that was kind of cool. But yeah, that was pretty impressive. What did you think about it? What did you think about Bryson going for it? I loved it. Uh, like I said, I'm not a huge Bryson fan, um, but that's great for the game. I mean, every other sport's looking to how you can increase home runs in baseball or touchdowns in football. Suddenly golf's looking to roll back this kind of stuff. Like, that was – it was awesome to watch. It was just superhuman, basically, 
something none of us will ever be able to accomplish. But it was awesome. I'm really glad he did it. And all my friends who don't watch golf normally were texting me as he's coming to the tee, hey, are you watching this? That's great for the PGA. It's great for the golf. It's great for sports betting for golf. I don't see where anybody loses with this. Do you think that... Do you think, like, okay, was it, did he birdie it the first, on Saturday? Was that what happened? Yes. I think he birdied it, but he chunked it, right? Correct. So, if you're this big guy, you're this big hitter, you you just launched one, and you've carried it way up there near the green, and you chunk your wedge shot, how does that, how does that look for you? Does it look stupid, or do we just overlook that and say, you know what, the feat was incredible? The feat was still incredible, and then... It gives you the ability to chunk a shot and still make a birdie. The difference is if he laid up way right, you can't chunk a shot and still make a birdie. So it's still played to his advantage. That's true. One thing you mentioned earlier that I thought was interesting was his play out of the rough this week. Mm-hmm. And I saw somebody mention that his singular length irons, and for those who don't know, Bryson plays with irons that are all the exact same length, just different uh, pitches on the irons. Do you think that helped him out of the rough this week, especially hitting, say, a nine iron that's the length of a five iron? I think it's it could have helped him. Um, I think, you know, if you have a longer shaft and a nine iron, you're going to generate more club head speed, clearly. Right. And that kind of factors into why he hits it so far. It's the same thing. He's looked at lengthening his driver to gain more distance. I'm not sure if he was using one of his like more standard length drivers this week or not but I think they mentioned it was yeah yeah so he but yeah if you have a longer shaft and a nine iron you're going to be able to generate more club head speed with that club to get the face to the ball so I think it could help where where maybe it doesn't as much is some of those I don't know. I think that part of it with golf is it's all, it's about feel. I think the biggest factor with him is the pure strength that he's built up. He's you know you've seen pictures of the difference between where he was, you know, a lot skinnier in college and even in his few first few years on tour. And now he's bulked up, and he hit a shot. I think it was like late in the round on Sunday. He hit a shot at a rough and he grunted on it, <laughs> but it was with a wedge and it just barely carried carried onto the green. It might've been on, I don't know. It was like 14 or 15. I think it was 15 and he carries it onto the green and it rolls up there. And, and this is on a hole that he cut the corner with his driver where everybody else is having to go off to the left. Um, it was, a uh, people were struggling with this hole. It was playing over par. He gets it up there chunks a wedge like just smashes a wedge out of the rough and gets up there two putts and i think that was one of the big differences um in his win and so yeah i think like i think the bigger factor might just be his overall ability to generate club head speed across every club in the bag whether it's the same length iron or not he he's just bulked up so much that he's he's just he's just lashing at the ball and it's working for him that's the way that's the style of golf that he's trying to play okay so having said all that He's got that last putt, three feet, to win the tournament. Are you rooting for him to make it or miss it? I'm. I was not rooting for him to make it. I'll tell you that. The extra holes. <laughs> yeah. See me personally. I like a gray beard up there at the top. I'm getting old myself. I love seeing a guy with gray facial hair competing with a guy like Bryson, who's 24 and can play the Hulk if his golf career doesn't work out. That was fun for me to see the two different juxtapositions, which leads into our next part, Bay Hill. It's really becoming one of the tougher courses on tournament. This is two weeks in a row 
where we've seen scores that are not really super under par win. Mm-hmm. Are you liking those kind of courses, or do you want to see guys shoot 24 under? I like it. Um, I think it's – I'm a golf nut, though. Like, I'm somebody that – you know, I'm a single digit handicap, so I always think, oh, I could I could go out there and like I could play that course. And we always talk about it. I'm like, hey, what would we shoot on that course? And I was looking at Bay Hill and saying, okay, at my best, maybe I'd shoot in the mid 80s, you yeah. know, and I carry a two or three handicap. I think it would be really difficult, especially if I hit it in the rough. This but, is playing from the tips, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in tournament conditions. Now, if you go out. <laughs> If you're watching it on TV though, and you want to, you want to have a sport that attracts more fans, the 24 under par might be the better thing. So I don't know. I personally enjoy watching them struggle a little bit. See, I'm on, I'm on the other side of it. Yeah. I like, I like where guys are trying to make birdie down the, down at the end. Ricky Fowler at, at the, uh, at the players a few years ago, where he keeps putting the ball two feet away on 17 on that island green, just making birdies. I love that. This was more like a, it was like watching survivor golf Mm -hmm. because it was who can knock over par. I mean, how many guys shot under par on Sunday? There were, I was just looking this up before we got on air. There were only three guys that shot under par three. You know who one of them was obviously was Bryson. Right. And he wins the tournament. The other two guys were not even a factor. Really. They just, uh, they just kind of, you know, Andrew Putnam finished T four. He was six under on the week. He shot Still one under. Bad, he shot a 71 on Sunday. Same for Matt Wallace. So these three guys shot 71. Matt Wallace finishes T18. Bryson wins the tournament. So Bryson obviously had put himself in the right position, but everybody around him was fading back, and he just kind of grinded it out and 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 made the putts. He made the shots when he needed them. Yeah, I don't know. I I I can see what you say. Your point of it's you know you watch Ricky Fowler. I remember that a few years back at the Players. That were we live in Ponte Vedra. We live in Jack's Beach, Florida. Players is right in our backyard. That was a blast. Walk watching Ricky win that tournament. I think he played the seventeenth hole three times. Yes, that day because of the playoff. Um, and he and, birdied, and stuffed it like every time. 16, 17, and 18, I think, coming he down. Eagled 16. Yeah, eagled 16. Yeah. Like, that's that's fun I to think watch. He may have even birdied 15. I think he went like five under in the last four holes. I mean, I'm used to that. To get in the Being playoffs. like a 48 handicap, like, I'm used to four birdies in a row. So, oh, yeah. Probably not that exciting. That's something. Um, and, you know, last year, do you remember, did you watch the Arnold Palmer last year? Yes. Remember Tyrrell Hatton? And it was like windy and it was brutal. This year was actually. Easier than last year. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. What, four guys under par for the tournament last year? Something like that? It's crazy. Like, And for those who don't follow golf regularly, Hatton is somebody you want to watch. This guy has a personality that golf does not have much of. Uh, if he's ever mic'd up, he's he is a blast to watch. Uh, let's talk about the rest of the field this week. Lee Westwood, like I said, the gray beard working very well for him. I thought... I thought he was going to pull it off, actually. It, it, on su- Saturday night when, you know, he had the lead, I thought, okay, he's he doesn't, he's not going to win it. But right. you get later in the round, and he's hanging in there. The, the biggest thing you worry about with Lee Westwood, though, and this has plagued him his entire career, is short game and putting. And you know what happened? He three putts 14, right? Right. Makes bogey. He hits 16, short par 5. He had to lay up. I think he hit a drive in the rough or something, so he has to lay up. Then he stiffs it. He hits it to 6 feet, misses the putt, doesn't birdie, 
16. That's that, the difference between a playoff and not and not a playoff. Or winning. Even. Yeah. I mean, there's two shots right there. You can look at everybody's round and say, okay, this guy lost one here or there. But I thought those were two key moments for Westwood, and it kind of plays into the narrative of what his career has been, quite frankly. He's won, I think, 25 times on the European Tour, um, but he's only won three times on the PGA Tour. He's kind of like the next version of Colin Montgomery. Yeah, but he had a – I mean, I, they mentioned this in the broadcast quite a few times this week as he's kind of switched caddies – and they said she's kind of helped mellow him out. Um, it's I, actually his fiance. It's, it, okay, yeah. so it's his fiance. I don't that know might, if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> long term, I don't know. I, that may not work. Hopefully, they make but, it to the aisle. Yeah, but if she's calmed him down, like being a hothead and playing golf, or it's a difficult combination. If she can calm him down, he might have a couple more wins before he turns fifty. Let me ask you this: So, you're watching the tournament. We're not watching it together. I was with some friends. We were, you know, by the time Bryson and Lee get to 18, we're like, okay, we we really want Westwood to pull this thing out. He, had a, he was a shot back. He needed to make something happen. Most likely not going to birdie 18 is damn near impossible. Smokes it down the fairway, right? Right. What happens? Oh, this is one of the worst rules in golf. Hands down, in my opinion, how have they not changed this over the last 500 years of this great game? Lands right in a divot. How is that not ground under repair? It's the rub of the green. Yeah, but it's in the middle of the fairway. How can you get punished for being in the last group hitting a divot of somebody that's 18 over for the tournament? Like that, you're penalized for being in the last group. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I I think I was arguing the other side of this with you this morning. Um, but I can see I can see your argument. I get it. Like one of the things you could say is He's in the final group on the final day. There's more divots out there than there's been all week. Right. And this could decide the tournament. But on the other side, these guys are professionals. This is their job. Um, I think if you, and this might lead us to another discussion, but if you gave them the option of hitting out of the rough or the bunkers this week in the fairway, most of them would say they'd rather hit it out of the fairway bunker because the rough was so penal. Right. Penile. That's right. It's close enough. Close to a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I, I, I think, like, I don't think it honestly really bothered Westwood that much. Like, he gets up there. Yeah, you look at it for a second. Thankfully, it wasn't, like, in the kind of, like, the the closer end of the divot toward the tee. So he can get a – he still had a clean he look He can get a it. club face on it. And these guys are good enough that it, it really shouldn't impact how he hit that ball. He's going to hit the ball clean anyway. Um, he's a great ball striker. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that, like, the rule, uh, I could see why it could be called ground under repair. But are we going to go out there and spray it with white little circles? With no, but, I mean, it's clear. If the ball is in a divot, it's clear. You take not, not always. I think Patrick Reed could argue otherwise. Patrick, Patrick Reed does not operate within the rules of golf. That's, that's been abundantly clear. He's going to say he's in a divot everywhere he goes if they change that rule. Yeah, it's too so, subjective. Speaking, of, So is Bryson, who stinking complained on a live mic about the bunkers. Yeah, now, that, good point. I don't know about you, but usually when I'm in a bunker, it's a penalty. I get that these guys go out there and hit 1,000 balls a day, so it's not for them. But for me, it's kind of fun when it is. Because watching these guys hit perfect bunker shots like it's not a penalty, it's not as much fun. Seeing these fried eggs all weekend was a blast for me to watch these guys struggle like I do. Do you think you should have a fried egg in a fairway bunker, though? Yeah. Yeah, it's a penalty. If you're going to drive the ball 380 yards... And you land in a bunker, I don't care. Like that's that's the cost of the added distance. Is if they if these bunkers are tough, 
being th- hitting the ball 380 isn't as much an ad- of an advantage. If it's easy to get out of these, guys are just going to swing away. Do you remember, I don't know if you remember this, Like, I, it's probably like 10 or 12 years ago at the Memorial Jacks Tournament, he actually brought out these rakes, these wooden rakes for the bunkers. And instead of like the, the raking being really smooth, they were these big, they had these like yes. big dowels. They were like a half inch each and they would rake them like horizontal toward the hole. So Make if your ball rolled into it, it would, it could end up sitting down in one of these rake I marks, love it. which is, I think, you know, maybe that's Jack's the, the solution. I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe not the goat, but he's the best. Um, couple other people let's talk about. We had two hole in ones this weekend, or three. I think there were more, but two, but, uh, two that I remember. Right, uh, Spieth had the big one. That was crazy impressive. Yeah, um, equally as impressive was he hit it in the water on the next hole and still <laughs> made par. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it, he scrambled all weekend. You love you love seeing Spieth play well. He's been playing well for four straight tournaments. He's good for the game. Um, it's great for the game. And when he's making hole-in-ones, it's even better. Right. So the best part is it, and it, it's very relatable. I mean, maybe not making a hole-in-one is very relatable, but he even said after the round that he caught it a groove low. Like, he kind of mishit it. And that's pretty fun because you always hear these stories of amateurs that make hole-in-ones. I've never had one. Have you had one? Yeah. Oh, there you go. You always hear stories of amateurs <laughs> <laughs> that hit, that aren't the best golfers um like my grandfather he got a hole in one when he was i think he was like 84 and he's the only one in our family there's like he's got four sons and so there's a lot of guys in our family that play golf i'm pro- i'm i am the best golfer in the entire extended family i don't have a hole in one none of my cousins have hole in ones my dad's my uncles no one has them just our grandfather who was probably the worst golfer and he got it when he was 84 but it's fun hearing Spieth say, you know, oh, yeah, I cut that groove low, and it, you know, it just kind of worked out, and it rolled in. Jazz's was, was awesome. similar, though, this weekend. Yeah. By the way, the best signature and probably one of the best names in golf right now. Can you pronounce it? No. Try it. No. I just like the, the trouble clap that he I think uses it's like the sign. Jazz, Jana, Watten. That works. Something like that. But they both, I mean, Spieth scrambled all weekend. Uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what he does this week at the players. Hold on a sec. Let's stick on Spieth for a sec. Okay. So do you think he, like, I think we can, I think it's fair to say he's kind of back, kind of. Do you think so, or do you think he needs to win for that to be the case? If he's playing on the senior PGA Tour where they play three rounds a weekend, yes, Spieth is back because he has been great Thursday through Saturday. He has been key for struggling every Sunday. Yeah, I mean... It, it's one thing that concerns me is he has to make a hole in one to be in the tournament. He was already kind of in the and tournament. He had a chip in from the bunker, also. Right. I mean, he had how many how many saves? A lot, but that's also kind of how he's always played, right? But even a few weeks ago, I think he holed out from the fairway twice at the Genesis. I think it was at yeah. the Genesis. He holed out like from pretty far out. That's his game. Yeah, I mean, it, it's fun. It's not sustainable. The game's more fun whenever. Uh, not sustainable long term, but he can get on one of these hot streaks, and he might be able to win, win a tournament or two this summer. And if it's got more eyeballs on Sunday, I'm all for it. I mean, personally, for the opposite reason of Bryson, I right? hope he wins a tournament before the summer because selfishly, I got a futures bet on him to win the Masters. That's true, you do. Yeah, and I put I, that I think in. He's got a shot there too. And I put that in at plus forty five hundred odds. I checked it this morning on the the service that I use, and it's plus fourteen hundred now. So right. I'm sitting pretty on that one. For the uh, new betters out there, four, plus 4,500 odds is 45 to 1. Uh, another way to look at it. 
So if I put $100 on it, I would win $4,500. So that's a good way to look at it. That's a, that's a fun way to look at it, that's for sure. Uh, McElroy, who I think might be one of the top guys coming into this week. With that, We talked about the bogey or the on number six where we put two in the water. Looked great through three days, just like Spieth, and then couldn't close on Sunday. Kind of been a pattern for him lately. It has. Um, comes out a little hot on Thursday or Friday. Did it again this week. Looked like he couldn't miss a shot on Thursday. Not a great round Friday. Okay on Saturday. And everybody's struggling Sunday, but you can't play your way out of the tournament by putting two balls in the water on six. It's a par five. He makes a double bogey seven. You, He should at least... He should birdie that hole. A boat every time. A, a par is a bogey on that hole. Because he was hitting not 380, but he was crushing some drives this weekend. Well, he outdrove Bryson a lot of the time. Right. I mean, if you look at a lot of the comparisons, they weren't really talking about it, but there were guys smashing it past Bryson on some holes. So everybody's hitting it pretty far. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I can't figure out McElroy. I've had him as a on my uh, ticket to win the last three weeks, and he's. He's been in contention, and I get excited about it, but he just he, he doesn't put it all together. Maybe this is going to be the week. We'll it could see. be. It's going to be fun to watch him out here this and week. And he's a defending champion. That's true, because <laughs> last year's got canceled. Part of it. Yeah, they played one day and didn't announce a winner. A um, couple other big names. Uh, Corey Connors uh, played pretty great. Uh, did you take him for a low Canadian? I did not. <laughs> I should have, though. And honestly, I kind of like him this week. He's he's gonna be a name that I'm watching when I'm lo- when I'm making my bets this weekend and looking at DraftKings. I agree. I he popped out. I, you know, I was doing some analysis this morning, and his name actually popped up for the players as well. Not just because of his performance last week, but it's, I saw some things in there that made it interesting for this coming week too. Right. And then Justin Rose had to drop out Saturday. He was he was playing really well. Like he was really in contention to drop out with a back injury. That's gotta be it's gonna be hard. Yeah. At least you got to see the hole in one by Spieth. Um, and then after that, Spieth had to play by himself, which. Which is great for television because Spieth was talking to Michael Greller the whole time, like he always does, and they were picking him up on hot mics, and I thought it was awesome. It's the best. It's great. I mean, the more personality we get from these guys week to week, I think the better it is for golf. What do you think about Rose next or this week at Uh, Panavidra? No way. Do you think he's out? Is he? I don't know if he's sitting. I don't know, man. If you're in contention and you have to pull out, there's no way you're going to play the next week. Yeah, I don't know. Tiger always had issues with spasms and Tiger's the might goat. come back. And I've never seen this really from Rose. I'm, I'm wondering. I haven't really dug into it, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if he's back in it. Maybe he pulled out trying to get, you know, would you rather win the players or the Arnold Palmer? That's true. That's true. Um, though I don't think that. Fifth major is always the way to go in that debate. <laughs> That's definitely a debate on the fifth major front. Uh, another guy that a lot of uh, – Casual golf fans don't know is Will Zalatoris. He tore it up on the Corn Ferry. Mm-hmm. Starting to look good in, on the PGA Tour. What are your thoughts on him coming into this week? He uh, he played really well on Sunday. Kind of snuck in um, the top ten, which is really what he's been doing all year. Yeah, he, he's like he, I think he's only missed maybe one at most two cuts since he's come onto the tour. Started out getting sponsor exemptions. Has I think probably. I'm guessing he's won enough money now to like get all like full time status. Has to be. Maybe it's limited still. I'm sure it is. Um, but he's another guy to, to keep an eye on for sure. Uh, and then your guy, California boy Max Homa. The California boy's playing pretty well in Florida. Um, I had a winning ticket on him when he won the Genesis. You did. You picked him as the winner. Yeah. I um, 
I pick four winners every week, and he was one. He was kind of like a guy that I I'd actually picked him at Pebble, and he played pretty well there. I just kept going and got to ride the hot guy. You always say it. Um, That's my rule of thumb, <laughs> ride the hot guy. I was riding the hot Californian all the way up the coast over there, and he, you know, he took the cross-country flight. I don't think he flew private. I actually think he actually flew on like – Did he really? Yeah. So I, I like respect that. Um, but, yeah, you know, another top ten for him. He played well at the concession too, so – the he didn't play as well, though, and I, t- I told you what it is, right? What's that? It's the beard. He grows oh. a beard, he wins a tournament. Shaves the beard, doesn't finish top 10, grows the beard back out, top 10. It's a secret. So how's, it, how's the facial hair looking for the players? I don't know. I've got some uh, people out <laughs> on the course tomorrow. They're going to let me know if he shaved it again or if it's out, and that's going to determine my bets this week. Okay. You, actually, you think you might take a look at him this week? <sighs> he hasn't played great here in the past, but, man, he is. He also hasn't had a lot of opportunity to play here in the past that's true you know he's playing so well this season you, you can't help but like i say ride the hot guy like he is on fire right now and i have a hard time backing away from that um speaking of let's talk about this week a little bit uh every week you're going to talk a little bit about the guys you like to win the guys you like to finish top 20 and one thing uh coach says on our cash out with the coaches show is you bet pizza money or you put pizza money on the winners, right? Yeah. Picking winners is the hardest thing in golf. Top 20, top 10 matchups are the way to go. But it's, you got to always put a little pizza money on the, uh, on the winners. Who you got this week as a winner? Well, so at the Arnold Palmer, I've, I've actually, the last four weeks, really, I've picked two winners in the last four weeks. That's incredible. Um, I put four, I usually pick four winner picks. I always want to have like four guys in the hunt. I had Rory. I, I've, I picked Rory the last few weeks. Actually, I've picked Rory the last four weeks. Are you going to go for week five? Including this week. Including. Okay. This will be week four. So at the last three weeks, I've had Rory. He's let me down. Um, but that's okay because Max Homa did not let me down. Yeah. Um, but last week, I had Rory. I had Fitzpatrick. I had Charlie Hoffman, which he played pretty well. And Sung J.M. He plays well in Florida. He plays well pretty much everywhere. Um, my top 20 picks last week, Kokrak, McElroy, Kirk, they all made the cut. They how many fit. top how many top twenty picks do you make each week? I do five. Okay, so if you win three out of five, you usually end up ahead. Oh yeah, and then so I've actually I'm writing I'm averaging three of five on the last four weeks of just I mean you're making money when you're doing right. that. I mean that's the whole point of this. Yeah, you're easily making money because those pay pretty well too. So wait, you get to make money and watch golf at the same time. You can't really beat it. That can't really weekends don't get much better. But yeah, that. let me let me tell you a little bit about this week what I'm looking at. Um, I already mentioned Rory McIlroy. He's the defending champ. There's a lot that goes along with that, but he's he's been around the block. He's got four majors. He's obviously able to play well at TPC Sawgrass, um, but it's a very unpredictable. It's a very unpredictable setup. Um, we there, it seems like every year you you know the favorites are the favorites. You got Dustin Johnson's this year is the is the favorite going into this week. But I got Roy McElroy as my winner pick. I got Webb Simpson as well. And I know yeah. you like that one. Um, Probably one of my top three favorite golfers to watch each week. Yeah, great guy. Great guy, great family guy, past champion. His track record is solid at TPC Sawgrass. Obviously, it's a little different. It is, but he's got a caddy who grew up here. I mean, that makes a big difference whenever he's got Paul Tesori on the bag, played at Florida knows his course, lives here, eats it, breathes it, to have that kind of knowledge mm-hmm. makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. 
Going with Dustin Johnson as well. Really? Yeah. I mean, he's the betting favorite. He's never won it. That's what I think That's might be That's what makes the, me nervous. What does that make you nervous? Has he even finished in the top 10 here? Um, not the last few years. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm sure he has somewhere. But he's but playing well right now, though. He's playing great. He, I think this is something that he will want to win. Whereas Absolutely. You, you look at Rory, you look at Webb, they've won it already. Not a lot of guys win the players twice. It's true. Tiger has. Um, the list is small. Yeah. Put it that way. So I think Dustin Johnson has some extra motivation there. He's playing well. It's a, it's a, it's a win you kind of want to have as a PGA Tour player. Um, obviously, winning all the majors is most important. But, the you know, the PGA Tour likes to pump this one up, make it seem like it's the fifth major. It is. Um, it's got the best field in golf. It don't does. Don't get me wrong. So winning it means you're probably the best player in the world that week absolutely on that course um there's nobody better i guess you could say that about the pj tour every week but whatever but it, it doesn't feel we strong. talked about this earlier it doesn't favor anybody if you can hit the ball 380 you're not that much of a favorite over a guy that's that's a good putter like right. it tests all aspects of your game speaking of putting if this guy learns how to putt i think he runs away with it who do you, do you know who did i tell you i got as my no. first pick hideki hideki matsuyama this guy is one of the best ball strikers in the game. He's long off the tee, extremely accurate with his irons. He just his, if you if he struggles with anything, it's his putter. And as soon as that thing gets hot, watch out. Maybe it's going to be this week. Okay, I like it. Yeah, a couple things. I'm a couple guys I'm looking at. Yeah, go ahead. Best hair in golf. Who am I talking about? Um. I want to say John Daly, I mean, <laughs> but he's not in the field. I'm guessing there's somebody in the field that you're trying to talk about. There is, Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, there we he go. has been playing great lately. He's played great here in the past. I love him to finish top 20 this week. Um, you know who else is honorable mention for best hair in golf? Who's that? Cam Smith. Oh, the mullet. <laughs> I love the mullet. And Plus, he's a local. He's another guy with great hair that could do it this week. See if he can ride that mullet to a win. It's kind of like he, you know, he's Australian. He moved to Ponte Vedra, but his haircut's more like Palatka. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. Palatka, for those of you who don't know, is a little bit outside of town here in Ponte Vedra, Jacksonville area. Yeah, it's a little, little bit off the beaten path, that's for sure. A guy I like to make the cut this week that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, Jim Furyk. Mm. He's played well here in the past. I think he finished second a couple of years ago. He did. And I get it. He plays. He's not the youngest guy in the field by a mile. Worked for Lee Westwood last week. I like him to make the cut this week. And somebody that uh, I'm interested to see how they do is somebody nobody is talking about. And he's a local. People love that around here. They do. Remember when Fred Funk won? That was very popular in this area. Plus, Fred Funk never missed a fairway. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't think he missed a fairway in his entire career. On I don't the think NBA so. Tour. He was he was unbelievably accurate. All right. Uh, that's it for us today. Make sure you catch catch cash out with the coaches this week. Uh, see who the coaches have for matchup picks for top twenty for their winners. Uh, you want to you want to hear what they have to say? That's for sure. So James, close us out. Hey, you know what? This is a this is our first episode. So Adam, thanks for thanks for hosting um, no co hosting. This is fun. I think we're gonna. We're going to start doing this every week. We're going to have, you know, it'll, this the show might evolve a little bit, but I think it's fun, right? We are having a good time. I love it. Um, make sure, last thing we need, like the podcast. Give us five-star reviews. Please. 
Comment on it. Ask us questions. We'd love to feature some questions on here. Send us a message. You can follow Sports Pub at Sports Pub Media on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. We've got an awesome YouTube channel. Adam mentioned Cash Out with the Coaches. That comes out every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. on YouTube and on Instagram TV. So check those all out, and we'll see you next week. See ya.